We're at 10.30. for being here on time. I'm gonna, because of the nature of the service, I'm gonna hold off a few minutes so people aren't walking in right when we're doing it. But thank you. out there that just pushes people in at the right time. What do you think? Good morning. You can send your kiddos straight up if you'd like. <laughs> Blend kiddos, you guys can go right now. Stay curious, ask good questions. Well, hey, I'll thank you guys again for being on time. That's not a, any sort of guilt or shame statement to those that aren't here. It just is what it is, right? Sometimes we make it on time, sometimes we don't. 
I thank you for being here this morning on our contemplative service. Uh, my name is Wayne Randolph. I am one of your teaching team uh, members, as well as uh, one of your one of two pastors uh, for our community here. Noah, they're all upstairs, but um, yeah, I'm glad that you're here. Uh, those of you that are joining us online, I think you can see us. Awesome. Hi, people online. Uh, today is our Contemplative Sunday. Uh, we have a rhythm here at Liminal Church of Ventura. The last Sunday of each month, we participate, participate in more of a contemplative service as opposed to a maybe more traditional teaching type of service. So I'm glad that you're here. Um, if you've not participated before uh, in a contemplative service, um, there are no rules, but there are some norms <laughs> for sure. And uh, the idea is to be quiet and to be a little more still and maybe not be so quick when the words that are coming from the stage, uh, not be so quick to try to intellectualize them or think about when you've heard this before or what part of the Bible it comes from. But the idea of contemplation really is to sit and to marinate uh, and to use a quote that I hope that I use until the day I die for contemplation. But contemplation is wisdom received when the mind is in the heart. Or another way to put that would be um, contemplation is wisdom impregnated with love. Um, for me and my own background and my training, uh, that resonates with the idea of staying open and in a receptive state to the Spirit of God. And so contemplative Sundays are, are Sundays that we slow down, find a different rhythm. Um, today, we will be spending time contemplating and thinking about storms. If any of you have had a pastoral session with me, or if we've just grabbed a beer and we've talked about life, <laughs> I'm sure the concept of storms has come up. We all live by the beach. Some of you are luckier than some of us, so you live a little closer. Can you recall when you were younger, or maybe it was just being at the beach and watching kids, but do you remember when you tried to stop waves? Remember when you stood in the surf when you were younger, or again, maybe you can picture the kids, and you're trying with all your might to stop the waves, and what do we learn inevitably? can't stop the waves. <laughs> they just keep coming, don't they? Yeah. The reason I'm drawn to talk about storms or about anything in nature um, really does come from my pursuit and, and I guess my sense of awe about our teacher Jesus. Um, when he was here on earth in flesh and, and people asked him about love and you know why should we love our enemy this kind of idea the first response on his lips were to look at the sun look at the sun god allows the father allows the sun to rise on the good and the bad right and the rain comes on everybody's crops regardless if they're good or evil right so his 
His reasoning for why we should love the way he commands us to love is to look at the natural order of things, to look at the rhythm of the way things go. And he asks us to participate in those rhythms. So I love this idea of being able to look at a storm and for us to find that rhythm and to find that wisdom in what Richard Rohr might have called the first Bible, creation. Or maybe in your evangelical upbringing, we would call that general revelation, right? But the first gospel, the first Bible is creation. So, friends, family, uh, our intention for today is to examine the role of storms in our lives. I have a disclaimer about storms. I recognize that some of you might be in the middle of one right now. And we all know, because we've been on this planet long enough, that some storms are far more destructive than others. And so as much as I would love for us to examine beautifully and curiously the wisdom we can learn from storms, I also have to acknowledge that for some of you, the analogy of a storm might be pretty painful. In fact, I was thinking about just this last week as we prepared for this huge hurricane, right? This huge storm of, of the century, if we listen to the news. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to be petty about that because I recognize that many people were, were hurt and displaced and there was damage done. But there's something else I noticed if I look at that diamond. There's something else I noticed about that storm that we were so worried about last week is that the very next day was one of the most beautiful Ventura days. I'm sure that it wasn't lost on any of you. How ironic, like man, just yesterday, some of us were in full-blown panic. And here we are today. And so I want to recognize, again, for some of you, storms, storms are destructive. And the reality is storms can cause death. But there's two aspects of storms that I'd like us to contemplate today. And it's lessons that I've learned, and I would imagine, again, at this stage of life, you have witnessed the same phenomenon. So here's our two things about storms. Number one, they're coming. Guys, are, they're all upstairs, buddy, if you want to go up. See you, dude. Storms are coming. Right? Storms are coming. There's a reason many of us live in California, probably because we get less. <laughs> I lived in South Carolina for a while. Oh my goodness, are there storms all the time. So number one, storms are coming, friends. Storms have come, storms have gone, storms are coming. Something else about storms that I've learned to be true is that they're not permanent. They're not permanent. They come and go. And so, like the little kid that I mentioned, whether that was you or was it someone you witnessed, the little kid trying to stop the wave at the beach, I'll give you a little phrase that I've shared from up here before. I've shared with a handful of you. And to me, this is uh, Jesus's invitation into learning the unforced rhythms of grace that he offers us. And it's this little 
little nugget of wisdom for y'all. We can't stop the waves, but we can learn to surf. Not every wave is surfable, right? But there's a way that we can participate with the flow as opposed, as opposed to trying to stop it. So with that in mind, again, our intention is to contemplate our relationships with the storms. How do we navigate them with the unforced rhythms of grace? We're going to do this first with a grounding uh, cantillation. So that's a chant I'm going to invite you guys into again. Uh, then we're going to do a guided exercise in meditation. And we're going to identify maybe some of the storms we're currently in. Maybe the storm that has just passed. Maybe there's a storm on the horizon. Again, it's always in flow. After that, we're going to do a short Lectio Divina on some scripture. Uh, and all of this will move us towards uh, the table. And we will, we will end with union with the divine. So thank you for being here. Um, I'm going to invite us in now to do a little chant, if you will. So if you guys wouldn't mind uh, sitting as straight up as possible, that doesn't hurt you. It should still be comfortable. <laughs> if you can get both your feet on the ground, I'll even try to do with this tall stool. And just do a couple breaths and place your attention on your breath. So much going on this past week, and there's so much going on next week. And there's so much going on after church today. By placing your attention on your breath, you remind yourself to be here right now. For those of you that haven't done our chant before, it's fairly simple. We're going to chant the words, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still and be. So join us if you'd like to, collectively.
Creator God, maker of the universe, author of love, author of life, definer of good and evil. You are the giver of the gift. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of breath. We thank you that you are as close as our breath. In our stillness, may we know. may we know. So in this receptive state, grounded state, you'd like to keep your eyes closed, by all means. If you'd like to focus maybe on the storm on the screen. But whatever's gonna help you consider, sit with, and contemplate your storm. So what I'd like you to do is with a curious mind and an open heart, consider what are the storms that you are currently facing. I also recognize that there are times in life when there are no storms. And so in no means am I trying to force one on you. So if that's not one that's current for you that you can think of, maybe think about a stormy season that you've recently gone through. What are the characteristics of the storm you find yourself in? Or that you found yourself in?
that even an image like what's on the screen can be anxiety producing for some people. But as you imagine maybe being in the water during a storm, here's my first directed question for you. Can you see the waves? And by waves, we're talking about those individual punches that the storms bring, right? That come with emotion. That come with potentially some destruction or discomfort. Can you see the waves? Can you see the peaks of the waves? One thing I know about storms and navigating storms of life, having gone through my own, currently going through my own, and also sitting with you as you go through yours, is that it could be a daunting task when we observe all of the waves at once. And I know that there's a voice inside of you. I, I don't pretend to know specifically what it says, but I know that it has the same MO as it does with me. And it likes to tell me to be afraid. And it likes to tell me that I'm all alone. And it likes to make me think about all the what ifs. How am I gonna get through this? likes to get me fearful that this is going to be forever. And so as you identify the waves of the storm, if you're able to, can you sit with the messages that are sent in each of those waves? How are you receiving it?
think about those waves or you see those waves, again, in a storm you're facing, in a storm you faced, what kind of emotions arise for you? I know for me, fear and uncertainty, and if I give in to it, panic, feelings arise when you consider the storms. Let me remind you of the two observations about storms again. They're coming For some of you, as you consider the storm, if some of that emotion is stirring up for you, remind yourself now. It's a great little phrase that if you've been around the church for a while, Big C Church, <laughs> this too shall pass. Again, anecdotally, I know this by going through my own storms and sitting with you when you go through storms, that the idea of it being forever is a real idea for some of us. And the fear that's associated with that. And so right now for any of you that experience that fear in the storms, I see you, I resonate with you, man. That is how storms go sometimes. But I also know that fear can mess up our thinking. I also know that fear is a mind killer. <laughs> and when I get scared looking at all the waves, I get so overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. That great little statement I had at the beginning about not being able to stop the waves, but I can surf them, that's all fine and dandy, but when there's seven waves coming at you, that's scary as hell. So at the very least today, I feel like I, this is something I always want to teach, like every time I'm up here, at the very least today, I want to remind you that you can pause. We can pause. We can breathe. We can pause for that second and look on the horizon and get perspective. We can pause and invite Ruach, the Spirit of God, to come counsel, to come guide, to come participate, to come burn with us, to come drown with us when we feel like we're drowning. I wish I could sit up here and say, all you gotta do is call out to Jesus and everything will be hunky-dory. But all of us know it doesn't work that way. What I can tell you is you can call out to Jesus and he's right freaking there drowning with you. And it's all a part of the gift. It's all a part of the experience.
this section of scripture. It's a section you're familiar with. And again, I would caution you to immediately engage your mind in trying to figure out how you've heard this story in a sermon or where it fits in the gospel. But rather, I'd, I'd like you to just sit and marinate in these words. And if you've not participated in Alexio Divina before, here's what I'm asking you to do. Sit and marinate in the words that I'm going to read repeatedly. And just like in a good song that you hear, there's like a word or a section of that song that just stands out to you for some reason. You're drawn to it. It's a shiny thing, if you will. See if there's a word or phrase that stands out to you. And after I repeat the verse for a few times, I'll ask you to hold on to that little nugget, if you will, if you received one, and I'll give you instruction from there. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. They were also other boat. There were also other boats with him. And a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. I'm just going to repeat the second portion to us a few times. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm.
even lift it up like the diamond analogy that we use so often. Maybe you can lift that word or phrase up and be curious about it. Why am I drawn to that? Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and was completely of you that are able to hold on to that little nugget, a word, or a phrase, go ahead and bring it into your storm. Bring it into that storm you were considering, considering earlier. How might the Spirit be responding to you? How might the Spirit be guiding you? Spirit be talking to you. On a side note, I think this is one of the most beautiful ways that the divine talks to us. We've heard that this is the living, breathing word of God. What a way to sit and experience it and allow it to speak to you. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down, and it was completely As you take the time to examine that word or phrase and how it relates or resonates with you, with your storm, something that I would say again, I, I, would, I know anecdotally, I don't know if I can make an absolute out of this, but it seems to be, more often than not, when the divine communicates with us, there is usually some sort of action involved some sort of prompting, some sort of pushing. Uh, if the action you're feeling is guilt or shame, that does not come from the Spirit of God, just, <laughs> just so you know. That is not from God. That's your own ego jumping in, and we can talk about that later. <laughs> but if you got a word or a phrase, and you're able to hold it up to your storm, maybe you need to ask God, what do you want me to do with this? But first things first, what's the next wise decision 
to navigate your storm? What's the next wise step? Again, in those storms, it can be daunting. It can be so overwhelming to have all those waves in front of you. And the next wise step seems ludicrous because you're just in survival mode. But can we pause? Can we remember Jesus in this storm? Can we invite him into it? At the very least, can it navigate the next wise decision for you? So again, in Lectio, a word will pop out, a phrase will pop out. We want to use it and examine it. We want to look at it, hold it loosely, and examine our lives. We want to listen for the prompting of the Spirit. And the last portion is to pray that we would have the strength and wisdom to follow through. And I would like to pray that for us. So Creator God, Lord, I'm so tempted in storms to judge them as either good or bad, as manageable or unmanageable. And as subjectively truthful <laughs> as those things may be, God, I pray that you would give us perspective to see you in the storm. Not to see you as the one that causes it, but to see you there. Maybe even see you there sleeping on a pillow while we're freaking out. God, I believe that when you speak to us, I believe that you are encouraging us to grow and to evolve, to mature. And so I have to assume that those of us that heard or got a word from you today, I have to assume that you're prompting us to something different. And so Holy Spirit, would you give us collectively the courage we need to listen to you? The wisdom to discern your voice? The strength to say yes? Would you come and calm the storms of our past, of our baggage, of our hurts, of our doubts? Would you come and calm the storms that want us to participate in retribution and payback? experience the unforced rhythms of grace that you have to offer Jesus. I want to sleep on that pillow in the middle of the storm. God, to anybody in this room that feels alone, I pray that you would comfort them. 
to those of us that are respect, receptive to you and your spirit, would you prompt us to bring comfort to those that are feeling alone? For those of us that aren't in storms, would you give us eyes and hearts of compassion to recognize when our brothers and sisters are going through it? That we, we might offer that, that healing presence because you reside in us. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. being right there with them while they're freaking out and he's sleeping on a pillow. It's absurd. <laughs> and it's mysterious. And it's worth pursuing. It's worth being curious about. told you at the beginning we were going to examine storms in our life, the roles they have, the things we can learn, but that ultimately this would be leading us towards the table, towards union with God. And so we're going to transition into communion. I've got some words for us that I'd love for you to stay kind of in this posture of contemplation. When I'm done with those words, you can come on up and uh, you can grab uh, the bread and the, well, we're not doing wine, are we? The bread and the, and the grape juice. By the way, the bread is gluten-free for those of you that need that. Um, but let me go through these words. Uh, those um, kind of the, not like ushers. It's like, what's a better word? Let's invite our family up. <laughs> Our hosts, thank you. So I got some words for us, and then yeah, come up and when you feel led. So God, you are here with us. You are always here with us. May we open our hearts. May we know your presence in thanksgiving and in deepest honor. Therefore, with people of every nation, tribe, and language, with the whole church throughout the ages, we bring ourselves, all that we are, all that we are not, joyfully giving thanks and singing hallelujah. 
Holy God, we honor you in whom our lives are founded and in whom our future lies. We remember and honor also the human searching over the centuries that has perceived your presence in life and your meaning for all of life. Above all, we honor Jesus, our Christ, whose life and death reveal to us as his resurrection, the full nature of your being and the potential nature of ours. We remember that on the night before his death, Jesus, as he had always done, gathered his friends for a common meal. He took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread and gave some to each one saying, take, eat, this is my body given for you and for everyone. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took a cup of wine and when he had given thanks, he had given it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood, which is shed for you and for everyone. Drink this in remembrance of me. And in light of this, we proclaim the mystery of our faith, that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ's spirit renews our lives. Come on up as you feel it.
Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Holy God, may our hearts and minds be alive to what is sacred in these symbols of bread and wine. May they open us to your guidance and to your love for us and for all of humankind and for all life on this earth. This is our hope, our common will, and the expression of our love and trust in Jesus, our Christ. If you haven't already done so, please take the bread and the cup. God, I thank you for life. Thank you for existence. I pray that you would align all of us to your rhythm, to your frequency, to your definitions of good and evil. Father, I'm constantly blown away by Jesus' prayer. When he prayed, Father, may they be one as I am in you and you are in me. May they also be in us. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the table. I thank you for the mystery of your death and resurrection. And I thank you for the invitation into that unity with you and with all things. Father, may we be one. May we be one. May we be one. Amen. Amen. Friends, I thank you for hanging out, doing our contemplative service. If you want to stay in this mellow mood, stay and reflect for a little bit, by all means. I do hope that you're able to carry this energy with you throughout your day, that it impacts the storm you might find yourself in currently, and that whatever wisdom you might have got today, that it uh, assists you in that next storm, because it's coming. You're loved, you're loved, you're loved. Blessings to you all.